What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Jack Stands Podcast, and we are still inside my apartment. We are still here. The podcast table is almost done. I know it's taking a long time to build it. We're like in the final stages. I've got to do one more sanding, and then we're going to throw down some nice lacquer or oil or something to make it all pop. And it's going to look beautiful, and we're going to be back in the garage where I'm sweating my butt off talking about cars. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about Formula Drift Round 3 and 4, and we're also talking about what the best daily driver is if you're getting into cars. It is such a crazy world to come into. The world of cars is a beautiful place. People are nice, people are mean, people are telling you what you should do or what you shouldn't do, and truthfully, it is up to you. It's about your styles and tastes, and so I'm just gonna be here to help guide you to your first car. What your, whatever your first car is, if you're into Euro cars, we're gonna talk about the best Euro car, in my opinion. We're also gonna talk about the best JDM car, in my opinion. We're also gonna talk about if you wanna go off-roading with your buddies and you wanna be more practical, you want a four-door SUV that's got a V8 full-time all-wheel drive and you can buy it for under 10K, even under 8K? Guess what, we're gonna talk about all that and we're gonna get right on into it. So round three and four of Formula Drift Monroe was absolutely crazy. I'm gonna put up on the screen what my bracket was for round three and that is not what happened at all. So uh, the high points are Adam LZ made it into the top 16 both rounds. One round in round three, he had to battle to get into top 16. And then uh, in round four, he got a buy run, and so he got top 16 points. He's also a top 20 driver right now. He is ranked 17th uh, against all the pro drivers, which is absolutely crazy. And so I think he's tied with two or three other rookies, but he's also leading the points for Rookie of the Year, which I think he absolutely deserves. And I think he'll get it. He may have to watch out for Waturo Masayama. Uh, I think that's what his name is. I'm going to put him up here. He's got a killer S15. Beautiful car. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. I've never seen that spoiler that he has, and it's, it's gorgeous. So anyways, that car is insane. And so round three and four were crazy. And not only was it a back-to-back -back weekend, but it is a it was a Mustang weekend. The Mustangs absolutely destroyed this weekend. Von Gittin Jr., who drives for RTR uh, Mustangs, uh, he won both rounds. Three and four, he won both rounds. I don't know if that's happened um, before. Maybe it has, I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. But he won back-to-back -back weekends. He won the same round. He won both. So he was, he's now, he's not in first place, but I think he's in third place in points. Ryan Turk is now third place or first place in points. And he got third place in round four. And I think second place in round three. And so Ryan Turk is doing crazy. Von Gittin Jr. is doing crazy. Chelsea Denofa is doing crazy. Everybody is doing crazy, but they're not the people that I thought would do crazy. But there's still a lot of season left. There's still four more rounds, two more weekends. And so there's a lot of things that could happen. And this weekend was definitely one that showed off how crazy this was. Um, Von Gittin Jr. and Justin Pollock, JTP as they call him, he drives the Falcon Tire Mustang. They have a rivalry. They have some dirty past that now has been resolved and they're all good. But their battle for first place in round four 
is one that I will remember for the rest of my life because it was just dirty. I mean, they were crashing into each other and they were yelling and they, I mean, it was nuts. And I mean, the judges had to do like who they had to, you know, point fingers and say who was at fault for the wreck and all this stuff. And like, I would love to put it on screen so you guys could see it. But um, I don't know what the rules are. And frankly, I just, I don't even risk it getting in trouble. And so what we're going to do is I'm just going to link the clip down below and you guys are going to go watch it. And then we're going to come right back to this video. So go do that, come back and we'll still be here. Don't you worry. And it was just a crazy weekend. I mean, I was really, really bummed when I found out that my two favorite drivers, James Dean and Peter Visick, were not going to be involved in the 2020 season. I was heartbroken. I love those guys. Those guys are the best, and they're just so nice, so genuine. They're the best drivers in the league, and I love them. I think it was Peter's year to really win the championship, um, but I know he's going to come back harder, faster, stronger, and just be incredible, be absolutely incredible. And so really excited uh, to see him make a comeback. Also, James Dean, I've been watching his, I've been watching both of their YouTube videos, and it just makes me so excited for when they come back because they're both killing it in different ways. And so I was worried that when they weren't good driving that I was not going to enjoy the season. But man, have I enjoyed the season. I have grown to love the sport of drifting so much more. And it just really was an incredible two rounds. Not only did Adam LZ do an entire engine swap in less than 12 hours and make it to the line to battle Daijiro Yoshihara, or not Daijiro Yoshihara, he battled um, Ken Gushi, who's a veteran, a day one driver in FD, and he won. He beat uh, Ken Gushi and moved on to top 16 with a new engine that he they rebuilt and threw inside his S15 in under 12 hours. Or no, it was like a day and a half, but still absolutely incredible. And I mean, it was just crazy. And then round three, I forget his name, but one of the drivers missed his buy run because of some engine problems. And so somebody else, you know, got a buy run that wasn't supposed to. And so somebody got a direct shot to top eight. Uh, or the grade eight, which was nuts. And they did this one clip in the live stream where they were showing other drivers working on the driver that couldn't make it to his buy run. They were working on his car all together. You know, Dan Perget was there. Odie Bocci was there. Somebody else was there. They were all working on this car to make sure that he could drive the next day. And you just don't see that in any other sport. You don't see that in NASCAR. You don't see other pit crews going to help, you know, whoever with their car. It's so, like, competitive. And D, like, Formula Drift is incredibly competitive. And, I mean, it is nuts how competitive this driving is. But once they're in the pits, they're all there to make sure that they can drift and have a good time. And it's camaraderie, and it's a good time. And people are just there to help each other out. And I think that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I love that about Formula Drift. Now, shifting gears. You're 16 years old, you just got your license, you're a JDM fanboy, you wanna buy a good four-door sedan that's reliable, it's got a legendary engine in it, and you can find one in manual, but you'll probably just drive an automatic and have a great time and it'll look good and you'll be able to modify it, and it'll be cheap. Well, guess what? Your new best friend is the 1998 to 2005 Lexus. IS300, and they come with, uh, it's a four-door, 
four-door sedan. It's got the 2JZ GE motor in it, so it's non-turbocharged. The internals are a little weaker, but um, if you get enough money saved up, you can turbocharge them and make like 500 easy-peasy horsepower, no problem. Um, if you find a manual transmission, you'll pay a little bit more, but it'll be worth it. Manuals are always better anyways. The automatic's just as fun. The manual transmission is a little weaker than the automatic, but it still holds about 400, 500 horsepower, no problem. But um, yeah, four doors. You can either get leather or cloth interior in tan or black. Um, you've got that legendary Toyota 2JZ underneath the hood. And there's really not much more to say. It's rear wheel drive. It's got an LSD and you can do some six slides in it or you can road course it or you can do whatever you want to it. And it's a beautiful car. I'll put it up here on the screen and you can find some really cheap ones on Facebook Marketplace, eBay, Craigslist, wherever. And they're like, I don't know, anywhere from like 3,000 to six or $7,000. Super cheap, super great cars. Really recommend them for a good first daily driver car. Because when you're in high school and, or even college getting into cars, you want some practicality. And so this is a car that's not gonna leave you stranded. And it's also gonna have four doors so you're gonna be able to move from your door, dorm room or drive with your friends to wherever the hell you're driving with your friends to. And you're gonna look damn good doing it. Now, let's say you're not a Japanese car fan. You grew up in a, let's say, wealthier neighborhood, but your parents always wanted to make you work for what you had. And so you grew up with the German engineering, the beautiful European cars of the day, and mom and dad worked hard for those, but they didn't pass that down to you. They didn't buy you that BMW M3 you wanted. They instead made you work hard for your money and taught you a damn good lesson, which is good. You should know this lesson. Work hard for your shit, make your own money, and go buy what you want. Be independent, right? That is a topic we'll talk about on another day. <laughs> but your parents taught you well, raised you right didn't give you anything hand-me-down. And so then you're Googling what German or Swedish car maybe that you love, and you come across the Volvo, is it the S60R? I'll put it on the screen if I said it right. The S60R. And my God, you fell in love. You fell in love because it's all-wheel drive, manual transmission, turbocharged, five-cylinder engine. It's half a Huracan. You might as well be driving half a Huracan. Come on, a V10? Come on, it's, it's half a V10. Come on, you're fine. It sounds beautiful. It shoots flames. They're easily modified. Beautiful, perfect cars with Swedish engineering that is reliable. It's a tank. It looks really cool. And you can buy them for dirt cheap because they're so underrated and it's so over-engineered. This car has three different ride modes because it's got an air suspension built into it, okay? It's got comfort mode, normal mode, and sport mode where it stiffens up the suspension to where you actually notice a difference. And it makes 300 all-wheel drive horsepower. And you can easily make, easily make 450 with bolt-on tunes, bolt-on and bolt-ons and a tune, a chip tune, whatever you want. And you're going to be golden. You're going to be so golden. You're going to be shooting flames. Your friends are going to be like, oh, that's a grandma car. And then you're going to singe their shin hairs with your two-step. And they're going to be really jealous. And that's the car you should buy. And you can buy them from anywhere from like three to maybe $6,000. Really awesome car. 
you should get one immediately. Now, also, let's say you want a wagon. They make a va wagon version of this. I think it's the Volvo S70R, and that is a beautiful car too. I've seen many of these modified, really well done. They're gonna be a little bit more expensive. They're big, heavy cars, and so they won't be as fast, but they still make the 300 turbocharged all-wheel drive horsepowers, and you're gonna have a great time because you're gonna be different. Don't buy, you're gonna see so many people in YouTube or video games or whatever, and they're gonna buy, they buy a 240, and they're like, oh, this is the best car ever, I'm having so much fun, ha ha ha. And they probably are. They probably are having the best time ever because 240s are a good car, but they're a good project car. Now, if dad has a shop or access to a lift, or you've been working on cars since you came out of the womb, and you can fix just about anything that gets thrown at you, then yeah, buy a 240. But you have to remember, these 240s were built before I was born. I'm 26 years old. They were built, I think the S14 came out, the last year for the S14 was like 1996. I was born in 1994. So they're just as old as I am. They're gonna have wiring issues. Many of them are gonna have rust. Many of them also have really high miles on the original KA motors that really it's gonna make them a little unreliable. And I would much rather you buy a newer car that maybe isn't your JDM, you know, dream car, but it's a good car that you can start with, you appreciate, you can easily modify, parts are cheap, and it's new technology, right? And you're gonna be just fine, just fine. And so I would recommend those. Now, <clears throat> <clears throat> now, okay, if you want to be a cool fanboy, or not a fanboy, if you want to be a cool off-roader guy, but you want to drive around in luxury, I'm talking about, I'm talking about A-Track. I'm talking about a V8 motor that pushes, that pushes like 300 and something odd horsepower to all-wheel drive full-time four-wheel drive wheels. I don't know what I'm talking about right now, but, <laughs> so excuse me, I do know, but it's, I'm having a hard time coming up with the words. Do you want to go rock crawling with your friends? Do you want to go off-roading, but you want to do it in luxury? You want to be listening to Mozart while you've got a, like, a Motley Crue concert going out outside of you? Well, guess what? You can do that in the Lexus GX470. This car, all-wheel, all full-time four-wheel drive, full-time four-wheel drive with a center locking diff, okay? So you've got a center locking diff that you manually put it into gear, and then you've also got A-Track. You've got heated and cool, you've got heated leather seats, you've got an infotainment center, you've got a, first off, it's a Lexus, so it's a Toyota. This Lexus GX470 is built on a Land Cruiser Prado frame, legendary car. This car is over-engineered to death. And just like every good Toyota, you don't get good gas mileage and it's premium gasoline and that's okay that's okay because guess what if you're in high school and you're buying this car or your parents handed it down to you they're probably paying for your gas anyways so why not just rack up the bill <laughs> so what i'm saying buy a cool car but be sure you do the research don't go buy your fdrx7 because you're gonna have a good time and a lot of people are gonna look at you and be like wow look at him but guess what you're going to have to be doing premix and gas and all this stuff and rotaries aren't that reliable and blah, blah, blah. And so guess what? You're going to have a hard time having fun with that car because you're going to spend more time fixing it. And so my challenge to you guys is to find a car that you enjoy to drive, that looks good, checks all the boxes, checks all the boxes, but gives you room to grow. 
okay? You can go to all the car meets. You know when you turn the key, it's going to start. You're not going to have to say a prayer. Dear little baby Jesus, please let my car start. I've done that so many times. You don't need to do that. You need to wake up and know that you're going to make it to that car show with your friends because all your friends have hand-me-down civics or whatever. And yeah, they sound terrible, but guess what? They start every single time. And so, you know what? Say what you want. Buy a Honda. Buy that Lexus IS300. That's a cool car. It's a cool car with so much potential. So much potential. Buy that car. Buy the car that you love. Build your car your way. And guys, enjoy your life. You only live once. You don't get to go to the grave with all the money in your bank, bank account. Spend your money. Be smart about it. And guess what? Have fun. Don't look back. Flip a coin. Make a decision. And just go. I'm going to leave you guys here. Thank you so much. I know this podcast was shorter and kind of all over the place, but I just wanted to get down, wanted to do this podcast because I felt bad. I missed an episode. I missed an upload on my YouTube channel and I felt bad. So I've been kind of slacking, but we are getting back into it. I am so motivated, so you know, fired up about everything and we are growing and things are good and I'm really excited. So guys, I'm going to leave you here. Thank you so much for watching this episode. Thank you so much for all the support. And I will see you next week. Peace.